Welcome to the Living Clean Podcast. I'm your co-host Mason S. With me as always is Travis K. This podcast is not meant to replace meeting, sponsorship, step work, or service. This is meant to be just another tool in your recovery toolbox. Our guests are here to share their experience, strength, and hope with recovery through Narcotics Anonymous. Thank you for joining us. All right, welcome back to the Living Clean Podcast. We are um, at the second stop on this, well, going through the 12 traditions. We had Bobby W. on last week sharing about tradition one, and this week we got Mr. Mike E. from Nashville going to come on and share. Mike, how you doing, brother? Doing good. How are you doing, Mason? Man, doing wonderful. It's another great day to be clean. It sure is. Um, if you want to, won't you start with your clean date and give your home group a shout out? All right. Uh, clean date is eight, nine, 15. Uh, my home group is the spot in Nashville on Tuesday nights from 7 PM to 8 PM. Awesome. Awesome. So how is, um, how's the recovery atmosphere in Nashville? Um, it is going strong. It, um, we we had a little lull for a while, but it seems like everything is picking back up and, you know, going strong. More people are getting involved and, you know, just shows that recovery is strong and people are doing what they have to do to get another day clean. Yeah. You know, for, you know, the big difference I see is um, down here where I'm at, you got one stop. You got one option. You better like newcomers group down here in Hohenwald because if you don't, your ass is fixing to drive 45, 50 minutes to get to another meeting. But good thing about Nashville is, you know, you you pretty much can find a meeting two or three different times in the day, and uh, you got a bunch of different options. You can really get in where you fit in. Yeah, I I think that we have 140 or to 150 meetings a week month a week yeah that's awesome so uh, if if you can't find a meeting it's because you're not really looking for one yeah and if you're ever in the nashville area it's uh nanashville.org right you can get on there and you can find a meeting uh just about any time or any day on there um yes yes yeah so it also lists our events and all kinds of other cool NIE stuff. Yeah. Well, before we dive into the topic today, which is tradition too, man, we want to give the, this is your first time on here. So we want to give the listeners an opportunity to get to know you a little bit. Um, so if you want to kind of talk about like, you know, what life was like before you found NA, how you found NA and you know, what happened since then? All right. Sounds good. Um, I'm Mike. I'm an addict. Hey, Mike. Uh, my clean date is eight nine fifteen. Um, that is not my original clean date. My original clean date was twelve fifteen of nineteen ninety five. Um, I came around for almost nine years, relapsed and used for six years, came back for four years, relapsed and used for about nine months, and this time I. I got another dose of the gift of desperation. You know, my uh, 
life had fallen apart yet again because I quit following suggestions, quit going to meetings, uh, didn't use, utilize a sponsor, wasn't using, working any steps because I didn't have a sponsor. Um, in the process of using, um, I racked up a couple charges and which I thought that I was unemployable and come to find out I was employable. And whenever I had the opportunity, because I left the job and I was scared because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do anything else, I had to take a step out on faith and started my own business, which I'd always been scared of doing because, you know, through my use and it broke, beat me down so bad that, you know, I felt irrelevant. I, you know, had no self-esteem. I was full of doubt, worry. Um, you know, I had a whole laundry list of stuff that I swore up and down I wouldn't do before I started using. And through the years, you know, that list has just gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. And every time, you know, it would break down my spiritual conditioning and since i've been clean this time i have really utilized the aspect and every opportunity that i've had of the program of narcotics anonymous you know i uh i just switched sponsors about two years ago which lit a fire under my ass to get back into the steps because the previous sponsor I'd figured out a way to manipulate them. And, you know, I figured that um, if he wasn't working steps, why should I? You know, and really, I didn't come here just to be clean. I want I come here to live a better way of life. So I changed sponsors. And I'm excited about working steps again. You know, I'm in the process of the fourth step. And I'm excited about it. You know, everybody talks about how horrible it is and everything else. It's one of the most freeing steps that I have ever worked. You know, nothing that I've done in my past can, you know, it's already done. <clears throat> so, you know, it's like I got a new lease on recovery, you know, along with this new life. You know, I, uh, I'm pretty much just cut and dry. I say what is on my mind. It's not always taken well, but, you know, generally people know where they stand with me and I'm subject to say just about whatever, you know, I, uh, and come to find out I'm not the Billy badass that I've always thought that I needed to act like I am, you know, some days I'm just full of shit and it's okay. You know, um, I've got this, God of my understanding that uh, allows me to be imperfect. And with that, I can allow myself to make mistakes. You know, it's, I look at life as different opportunities. You know, I get the opportunity to go do jobs that sometimes I don't like to do. You know, I get the opportunity to go to a meeting instead of a dope house. I get the opportunity to come home where I actually have a key and, you know, nobody can change the locks on me. 
Um, you know, I get the opportunity to feel, you know, good, bad, or indifference, and I can also express how I'm feeling. You know, everything I did not get the opportunity to do whenever I was using. You know, I get the opportunity to come to home in Wallow, Tennessee. You know, that is that is not something that I ever would have done whenever I was using it. Probably because I could have not have found home in Wallow, and I probably didn't have enough gas money or a car, you know. Um, you know, and I get to come down there and chop it up with Mason and Matt and Tommy, Tony, sorry about that. Um, and then a lot of my meetings I go to in Kentucky, you know, because I do not have to stay on my same block. You know, I got gas money. I got a vehicle. I do not have to limit myself to what the disease tells me that I have to do. You know, recovery is not just in Nashville. It's in Hornwall. It's in Huntsville. It's in Arizona. It's all over the world. You know, and I need to take advantage of every opportunity. You know, because before, whenever I was using, I, I used on one block, and I couldn't get off that block. You know, if there was a drought, I moved to another block, but I was still on that one block. You know, and I refused to limit my recovery like I have limited my whole life. You know, um, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't have to believe whatever people tell me, you know, I have a network of friends that, you know, I run stuff by because sometimes my best thinking is not the best thinking, you know, oh, uh, me left alone long enough is pretty dangerous. And without a group of people, you know, I'm just talking to the itty bitty shitty committee in my head. And well, they, they think every fucked up idea I have is just great, you know? So, you know, it, it takes the fellowship of Narcotics Anonymous just to keep me clean for 24 hours. You know, it's uh, and I'm truly grateful for Narcotics Anonymous. <laughs> Yeah, one thing I want to want to touch on, you talked about <clears throat> the four step and being, you know, people build it up to be this big thing. I had a guy who was a new, well, fairly new. He's got uh, seven months clean, I think. He got my number at the speaker jam recently, and he called me today, and he was talking about out of nowhere, he started having these feelings of, you know, like am I really an addict? Do I really belong here? I heard a lot of stories at that speaker jam that I, a lot of things, a lot of those yets that I haven't done yet. A lot of those things that I haven't done yet. So he started, you know, doubt was really starting to creep in and I got to talking to him and I was like, where are you at on the step work? He said, I just started the four step, you know, and to me, those are the type of feelings that usually start to creep in right there. You know, the disease right. knows what's fixing to happen if we really do a fearless and searching moral inventory. So what it wants to do is to cloud our judgment, to make us do to think or do anything other than diving in and really looking at ourselves because it's ass is in trouble. If, if we do that, the disease is in trouble. If we 
you know, actually sit down and, and take one, two, and three, what we learned in it, and apply it and work for, you know, the disease starts tripping. So it'll hit us with things like using dreams and these right. thoughts and all that kind of shit, you know. Well, well, and, you know, and the beauty of, you know, the fourth step for me is I have never gone over the step and a sponsor judge me for anything that has come out. You know, a lot of the times they've been, you know, been like, Oh yeah, I've done that too. You know, yeah. Which, which, you know, brings our, brings us closer and strengthens our bonds and come to find out that everything that I thought that needed to be a secret, you know, I'm not alone in it. You know, it's, it's, just knowing that I'm not alone with some of the crazy shit that I've done, you know, and that, you know, it's not, you know, that I'm just not just the fucked up individual, but, you know, there's other people that, that have been through it and gone through it and survived it and stay clean. That's right. <laughs> so. You know, and if you start thinking that you, you're the, the worst addict that's ever existed or that you're yeah. you, you're gonna hear some shit you stay here long enough you're gonna hear some shit you're gonna be like damn yeah, <laughs> yeah. um you know but what was cool is we was able to talk and I, you know i commended him i was like you did something that a lot of people never do which is pick up the damn phone when you start having these feelings and run it past somebody else you know i wish i'd have been in tune and done that all the time whenever I was six, seven months clean. That would have made life a hell of a lot easier. That's usually the last thing I want to do is pick up the phone and talk to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, sometimes it's hard to expose the disease for exactly what it is, you know, cause well, once it's out in the universe, it's, you know, it's freeing, you know, and a lot of times people are just scared of what other people are going to think or, you know, I mean, I've done enough stuff around NA to prove that they're not going to kick you out. You know, <laughs> somebody is still going to love you and hug you. And, you know, it's, uh, they, I, I mean, I haven't done anything super crazy clean, but, you know, it's <clears throat> enough where you could have, uh, anywhere, any other kind of establishment, they'd have probably had a, issue with you attending again yeah yes i'm sure we're yes. gonna hug your neck and say i'm glad you're back thank you right yeah keep coming back yeah is this is the one place that you can do something crazy and people are gonna hug you and tell you to keep coming back you yeah. know and most of them's uh, already done it too they've done it too that's why they're so right. compa- that's why they're able to be so compassionate they've done the same shit right hell oh i go I did it just the other day. Hell, our last committee meeting two days before the damn speaker jam, I get up and walk out. I was, you know, um, looking back on it, what I'm, what I'm happy about is I was able to get up when a character defect had me around the throat and I got up and left before it turned into a shortcoming, right. which was, which was progress to me. Cause usually I wanted everybody to pay for exactly how I was feeling at that moment. So even right. though I walked up, walked, got up and stormed out, I, I, I'm still happy that I didn't have to bring the whole room down with me. Yes, yes, and 
And I'm assuming that it, uh, whatever the difficulty was, that it worked out exactly how it was supposed to. Worked out. Worked and out. Because, because everything I've heard about the last speaker jam, it was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. You know, if if I hadn't have been out of town, nope, that that's a lie. I was, I was getting a tattoo. Uh, yeah, if I hadn't have been getting a tattoo, I would have been there. Yeah. So. Oh, it was it was a great time, man. It was it was awesome, um, and everything worked out just like it was going to all along. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about. Well, I wanted to touch on that guy one more time that called. What was interesting is I'm a complete stranger to him, other than I met him there. He got my phone number. I, I thought it was pretty impressive that he called a complete stranger and run some of those thoughts by, you know, that that's commendable. I hope he's listening to this, you know, and hope he keeps on doing that kind of shit. Cause if he does, he's going to get better. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that, that, that shows a lot of willingness, yeah. you know, to get out of your comfort zone so far to approach a stranger and be like, Hey, this is what's going on. And still being open to, listening to the other side of it yeah because you think about how many times you give your phone number out and how many times do you actually get a phone call right (laughs) yeah it's very slim very slim one out of 50 maybe it's what it feels like (laughs) Right. and that may be that may be uh a long shot but um yeah and you touched on that recovery network too man and i think that's that's something that's you know, when you were talking about that, what I thought about is used to, like if I was to leave town and I wanted to make another connection, I had to have somebody vouch for me in order to go in and be welcomed at a place, you know? Uh, and now all I got to do is have that desire and that vouches for me to walk into an NA meeting anywhere in the world. And I'm welcome there. I think that's just the coolest shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. I know whenever, we started going to Kentucky for meetings the first time we walked in and, you know, regardless of how much time I have, you know, whenever I walk into a room, I'm still kind of, you know, okay, we're going to fill these people out, you know? And they were like coming up to us, hugging us, talking to us. And I was just like, there it is. There's a love of NA. You know, but then it also made me look at myself. Am I that welcoming in my own area? You know, I was like, my goodness, you know, this program has a way of just flipping stuff on you. You know, it's like, oh, we're going to have you get a bunch of hugs and everything in Kentucky and then wonder if you're doing the same thing in Nashville. You know, you know, it's and also getting me to look at myself if I'm presenting myself in a approachable behavior. Yeah. You know, cause sometimes the ego and pride kick in and, you know, I'm just like, Oh no, you know, like, like I'm walking in and people are going to ask me for a fucking autograph or something. No, <laughs> you know, so, you know, you know it, that- it brings in the humility piece. That makes me think about 
how many times somebody's probably suggested to you to always welcome the newcomer and be nice to them. And some of these things that were suggested, you know, it goes in one ear and out the other, but until we see the result, until we actually see somebody doing it, right? Like we're, I don't know. I'm, I imagine you're a lot like me. Uh, people can tell me what to do all day, but until somebody actually shows me and I see the result, then that's when it really starts to hit home. We talked about that on here before on a previous episode, we talked about carrying the message being a verb for a reason. Cause sometimes it's more about not what I say. It's not getting on my soapbox and preaching. It's about physically carrying the message and doing those things like welcoming the newcomer, you know, instead of sitting up there when I get my chance to speak going, you motherfuckers need to be welcoming the newcomer need to be doing this. But what am I really doing? Right. Like I wouldn't have to get up there and say that if I was already doing it, you know? So that that's cool that you was able to get that aspect from those people actually doing, or, you know, see that point of view from them. Yeah. Actually, yeah. And that's, uh, and then seeing all the love and respect that, you know, y'all have down there in Hollandwall, you know, it's just like, wow, you know, I'm mean, cause every time we come down there, it's, you know, there's new faces, but it it's a family affair, yeah. you know, and sometimes I miss that because, you know, we're Nashville, we're so spread out and everything, you know, and it's the same way in Kentucky. It's, you know, close knit. real strong relationships. Yeah. Well, what we're talking about the topic tonight, uh, well, the traditions and period are the reason why I think our group has, begin to grow and to be successful because I'm telling you since, you know, I've been, I'm working on six years clean and it ain't always been like that at newcomers. I can remember business meetings where there'd be three of us in there, you know, and uh, right. now you go to a business meeting, there's 30 of us and it takes an hour and a fucking half to have one. But you know, as bad as that is, it's pretty fucking cool to see it grow like 10 times over a five year period. Yeah. And it's, you know, mostly a testament to some of the members fell in love with these traditions, man, and tried to start applying them to the best of our ability. And uh, it's kind of took off. Y'all, y'all are doing a great job down there. You know? yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's transition over into the topic tonight. Tradition two says. For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. So what do you think about when you hear that? I'm going to tell you, I see two parts to it. You know, um, the ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience, you know, which... You know, the way that I look at it is we've got a group of people trying to stay clean, trying to carry the message to the addict who still suffers. And whenever we go into business meetings to prepare to carry this message, you know, we don't have to have all the same God of the of one understanding. Right. You know, it's a time for all of our 
higher powers to collaborate, you know, because at my home group, we have seven, seven home group members. And if we just came in there with just our personalities, yes, you know, the police would be there <laughs> and we would get nothing accomplished, you know, and whenever we're not running out of self-will and asking for God's will to be done, you know, we can carry, you know, the message of recovery. Um, we can get business taken care of. You know, it's not one individual member, which, you know, runs into the other, because I just left a home group, I think last year, because a member with time, um, it was his home group, right. you know, and it was governed, you know, and I was over it. Yeah. You know, because every member, regardless if they have a day or 30 years, has the voice in Narcotics Anonymous. You know, the way that the message was carried 30 years ago may not relate or be relatable to a member that has a day clean. Exactly. You know, it's like giving a newcomer the uh, guiding principles whenever they really need a fucking basic text. Right. You know, um, but whenever a home group reaches a level that it's being governed or bullied, it loses its effectiveness. Mm -hmm. And my belief is if a group is running off of that self-willed person, you know, it's not going to last long until God's will is invited back into the uh meeting yeah you know um luckily with this new home group you know we begin it with a prayer and end it with a prayer um if my personality gets in the way you know i can check myself normally you know i have to have someone remind me that you know it's not the mic show um and i can get re-centered for the primary purpose of Narcotics Anonymous. You know, um, a pretty bad example is last month, someone brought to the home group that we should have coffee. And my first thought is, well, I'm not drinking that coffee. You know, and I, you know, I was going to vote no, but come to find out, it's not about Mike, you know, Mike is not the leader of this group. You know, a newcomer may need to come in there and get a cup of coffee to stay awake. <laughs> and, you know, who am I for to step in to the will of the group? You know, I found out that with my experience is the more I talk about something and try to ram it down everybody's throat is more of my will. You know, and whenever I let go and surrender and practice some humility, you know, 
God's will is going to carry a meeting. God's will is going to carry the area. You know, but I have to get out of the way. Yeah. You know, because it's not about Mike. <clears throat> you know, and if I'm in there showing my ass and, you know, trying to flex, you know, my knowledge because, you know, I could possibly manipulate some traditions. Um, it's not healthy for the meeting or the newcomer, you know, and then the newcomer and other members look at it and they're just like, Oh, so this is how it is. Yeah. You know, I've found that working with my home group members helps keep me in check because at times, you know, I struggle with humility, you know, just because I'm not getting my way about this coffee does not mean that, you know, I need to change home groups, you know, or I need to go talk shit because I didn't get my way. You know, we, it's just like personal recovery. We don't do this alone. You know, I have people in my life that I run ideas by just like at a business meeting, you know, because I need help. The home group needs help. You know, I, uh, I did thumb through this and what really stuck out to me was the spiritual principles of tradition too is surrender, faith, humility, open-mindedness, integrity, and anonymity, you know, Every last one of these I have trouble with, you know, and where am I going to learn these things? You know, in a business meeting at area, you know, these people have done trusted me to be treasurer. Sometimes I'm like, what the hell's wrong with y'all? But sometimes I need this because other people see something in me that I don't see sometimes. You know, we we do this for the newcomer, you know, and if we're not including the newcomer, we're excluding the newcomer. Right. You know, if everybody's voice is not being heard, we're basically bullying people, you know, because sometimes our information that we have and our experience we don't realize that it changes because what, what worked for me in 1995 does not work for me in 2023. You know, home groups are supposed to change because that's what this program is about change, you know, not leaders or, you know, I had leaders in jail, you know, we just call them COs, <laughs> you know, in here, we're a family. We're a unit. We're here to help each other. We're each other's eyes and ears. You know, we don't need to be told what to do. You know, communication, as hard as it is for us, you know, is where solutions come from. We don't have to agree. But, you know, I found out that even whenever I was super against something like a change in policy that 
we were voting on that I could still vote no, but I could also see where it was beneficial afterwards. You know, because my close-mindedness was be like, no, this is the way we've always done it. And, you know, this is how we're doing it. And then come to find out, you know, the ultimate authority was like, hey, this is going to work out just the way that it's supposed to. Yeah. You know, you don't have to have your hand in everything, Mike. You know, listen to that newcomer because they're more in tune to what they need than you are. Yeah. You know, because I'm, I've got a lot of answers. 75% of them are wrong, but I still have answers, you know, and I still need help and guidance. You know, I don't need someone just bullying me or pushing me or anything, but I need guidance. You know, just like if there wasn't any guidance, and back in 1953, Jimmy K just threw his hands up and said, man, I cannot do this. You know, the thing is, he didn't do it alone. You know, because we all need help. You know, the second tradition, there's a lot of love in it. You know, yeah. not only love for the program and your home group, but love for yourself. You know, that's how the steps and traditions and concepts are all intertwined. You know, you'll sit there and think that you're working on traditions. And next thing you know, you know, you you can see where what is good for the group is actually good for yourself. Boom. You know, it's uh, and come to find out you can't just run around cussing out people and, you know, trying to get your way. And I, I like to throw temper tantrums. Um whenever it's already set into place, you know, and my opinion is no more important than the six other people sitting in the home group meeting, you know, and just like keeping me clean, it takes a tribe of people to keep a home group alive. It takes a tribe of people, you know, and I'm truly grateful for it. You know, some days it just stresses me out because I'm not getting my way. And then it works out just fine. And then what I found the humbling part is, is going back and being like, man, that was a really good idea. And that helped a lot of people, you know, um, mm -hmm. which, you know, each time that that happens, you know, it's open-mindedness, you know, creeps open just a little bit more, you know, and something else good will happen. And then it's more open-mindedness. And then I'm like, okay, I am not the mayor of this home group. You know, these all these people did not show up to hear me state my opinion. You know, they come to have their voices heard also. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, and come to find out I try to practice that at home too, you know, not too often, but you know, sometimes, yeah. um, because at the home group level, we, we work as a unit, 
We don't always get along, but at the end of the day, the message of Narcotics Anonymous is carried. You know, and if they want fucking coffee, we'll just fix fucking coffee. You know, oh, um, yeah. and at some point, I will probably drink it, and then I have to tell the group, "Man, this was a great idea. Good job." You know, <laughs> so, but you know, a second tradition gives everybody a voice, gives everybody an opportunity to speak up. And if you do not have the opportunity to speak up and you do not feel like your voice is heard, throw the second tradition at them. You know, ask them what it means to them. You know, because I'm going to tell you, it's the traditions are eye opener. You get a lot of information, you know, and you find out that it's not about me, it's about we. That's it. And the new people coming in and spreading the love. You know, it's, uh, yeah, I, I think that's all I got on the second tradition. You know, you brought up 1953 and Jimmy K. The, two weeks ago, we had uh, Boyd P. and Chris B. who do the history workshops. They were on the podcast, and we were talking about the history of the basic text and there was an urgency to get the basic text out because addicts were dying. But yes. at the same time, Bo and Greg and, a, and, and a, several other members had the wherewithal to understand that we would be doing the fellowship a great disservice if we didn't allow everybody to have the opportunity to, to share their input on the basic text. So it was... Um, even though there was an urgency, they still had the wherewithal to allow everybody to participate, which I think is just, I think that's why the basic text is so instrumental because they, you know, applied a lot of those principles in there. You know, I'm sure they've done some shady shit too, but you know, yeah. the, uh, the spirit of it, you know, overall was, you know, 80% spiritual, which is, I think why it's, been such a great instrument in you know all of recovery yeah well you know and what what i look at a lot of times because i love the history of na is that you had members going out selling their blood yeah plasma to, yeah. yeah to to send out this literature and then a prime example I'm worried about fucking coffee at my <laughs> home group. Oh. You know, it's, it's, uh, and, and I'm going to tell you this, this weekend, I'm going to be with, um, around motorcycle ed that helped write the yeah. parts of the basic text and listening to him over the last couple of years about the trials and tribulations. It, uh, it puts a lot of things in perspective and how good we really have it now. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've, I've snuck into dope houses, but I've never had to sneak around to get into an NA meeting. Nope. You know, <laughs> you wanted a piece of literature. All you had to do was walk up to the cabinet and, or to the chairperson and buy one, you know, that, 
we yeah. take that shit for granted. Like it ain't always been like that. Right. That's you know? uh it's you know, I I absolutely love the NI history. It's I've I've been to a couple of their uh workshops. Workshops. Yeah. You know, and every time I get something different out of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's crazy because whoever is else is in there, it strikes up a conversation afterwards. You know, and it's like, man, did you hear that shit? You know, and you know, it just brings more like minded people, you know, around each other and you form more connections. He starts you know. his talk off with a quote, and uh, I don't know the whole quote, but it says, to know our history is to know our worth. You know, and it basically says that we know the price that's been paid for our existence. And, man, if you haven't had an opportunity and you've been here and you're a member of NA, please check out the history and know the path that's been laid for. I know for me, when yeah. I, like, for example, you talked about the coffee and I start thinking about some of the problems we deal with today. Most of ours problems, we have the money to do whatever we argue about what we're going to spend our money on. That was the basic text was an unfunded project. They didn't have a fucking penny. Right. And we got money and we're <laughs> bitching and complaining about what we're going to do with it. When they didn't even worry about money, they just did whatever it took you know they sold blood they did you know they one guy rode a bicycle all the way from lincoln nebraska to to miami florida yeah just to be a part of the literature committee um, yeah or the literature conference yeah just yeah and that, that is crazy because and you know and i've i've done it myself before be like oh my goodness that made his way across town you know i i for sure can't go there they do you know hours Right. You know, and on, on a bicycle, I couldn't tell you the last time I was on a bicycle, you know, and you know, just the dedication to carry the message to addicts who were suffering. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, sometimes I God I that my... the, the development was going on in the time that, that it went on, because could you imagine today if people had to, you know, get in a car and yeah, there's a guy in my sponsorship family's got, you know, working on 46 years clean. And he talked about, you know, uh, getting in a started in Alabama and all that. They would have to drive three and a half, four hours. And they load up in a car and drive three and a half, four hours, a couple nights a week to go to meetings. See, it's, and, uh, well, you know, and that, that's like down there, you know, you have, a meeting a day, you know, and I'm sometimes I'm just like, my goodness, you know, that, uh, you know, you, you got to hit it, you know, it's, you, you got this one shot every day to make this meeting, yeah. you know, and I take for granted that, you know, we have so many. And I mean, if I want a different perspective, hell, I just drive 10, min 10 minutes down the road to another meeting, you know, if I get tired of hearing the same person share the same thing, you know, I, I can just go 10 minutes down the road and hell there's another meeting. Yeah. You know, or, or drive to home wall, you know, that's because yeah. I have never walked into a meeting that I did not feel welcome at. You know, we, 
from because when we go on vacations, we go ahead and hit a meeting or two, and hell, I don't even get that response with my blood family. You mm. know, it's so you know the benefits of staying clean and working the program of Narcotic Anonymous are endless. No doubt. You know, it's uh, and it's it's no longer poor pitiful me. You know, it's more like, what can we do? Yeah. Do you, know? you have, uh, would you say that talking about the topic on tradition too, would you say that you have faith in that process today? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for yeah. me, I think it relates a lot to two and three out of the steps too. You know, um, when, sometimes we have to just take a step out on faith and say, you know what? The vote was 17 to two, and I was one of the two. Just let it ride yeah. and see what it happens. Sometimes it takes six months or a year to see the result. And a lot of times, every time the group has went against me, I look back and I go, thank fucking God we didn't get it my way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But after it's, you uh... see that time and time again, you start to develop faith in the process, just like when you turn your will over. And step three, you know, sometimes it's like you don't you when you turn your wheel over, you don't know what's going to happen. Like you don't have a guaranteed result, but when it works out in your favor, time and time again, that's where the faith comes from. And I think that applies a lot to the second tradition too. Yes, and you know, with that of you know the fear of unknown of of the unknown, but also faith that. I haven't been let down, right. you know, having the understanding that, you know, I may see this as, you know, a trial or tribulation, but in actuality, it's a learning experience, you know, good thing. If it works, you know, we run with it. You know, if it doesn't work, we back yeah. up, you yeah. know, we regroup, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not permanent. Yeah. You know, if it doesn't work, we just vote on something else, you know, and try it. You know, maybe, maybe we have water instead of coffee, you know, <laughs> um, but hmm. we had our issues know. with the coffee too. It wasn't the coffee. It was the, the equipment to make the coffee. We got a little bougie on our coffee pot. And, uh, <laughs> but it all worked out. Like we didn't, we couldn't, what we couldn't see in the future is that our group was going to grow so much that we were going to have to have that equipment in order for everybody to get coffee. So you right. know, at the time it's like, well, we need a bun coffee pot for us eight people in here. Mr. Coffee pot's doing just fine. But as it right. grows into 30, 40 people, you need to be able to, you can't, you don't got 30 minutes to wait on a pot of coffee to make, you know? So yeah, it's and that that's one thing down there. Y'all y'all have definitely grown. Yeah, you know, no doubt. It's no doubt. Yeah, but it's, it, it's the it's kind of like um. Well, we grow a lot too because of the treatment center that's there too. You know, we got a funneling system, which helps us grow. Um, but either way, regardless of it, a lot of people come and then they end up staying. Is what's cool. You know, it it wouldn't just that treatment center's always been there, but the group hadn't always been strong, you know. Yeah. Well, one thing about it, you know, um, 
in that meeting, in the Narcotics Anonymous meeting in Homewall, if the person is in treatment and they come to that meeting, a genuine seed is being planted of Narcotics Anonymous. Yeah. You know, not not a blurred message or anything. You're you're getting the genuine Narcotics Anonymous message. No doubt. No so that's uh and that's the same thing that goes whenever you hear Mikey share. <laughs> You're gonna get a clear narcotics anonymous message, man. And that's that's uh that's about all we got to give is is that clear message, man. Yes. Yeah, I mean it it's been saving lives since nineteen fifty three and that was hell at least twenty years before I was born. So yep. you know, they Narcotics Anonymous really had something going on for itself. You know, it's yep. it, it it's proven itself time and time again no doubt well buddy we're about out of time man i can't thank you enough for coming on here and doing this um the last thing that we usually do is we have our guests uh share a message to the newcomer you know what do you got to say to that person that's out there struggling tonight that may be listening to this in a jail cell or you know maybe listen to this in a treatment center or, or wherever uh what is your message to that person Never give up. Give yourself the chance. You have an opportunity to live a life that will exceed your expectations, but you have to give yourself a break. It is possible. That's it. All right, Mike. Thank you so much, brother. Appreciate it, buddy. All, All right. right. We will be back next week with tradition three thank you for joining us on our living clean podcast this is another platform that we can share our message of recovery which is an addict any addict can stop using drugs lose a desire to use and find a new way to live join that no matter what club you can contact us through text the number is 931-306-9364